Hey, hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Return. So happy to have you here with us. Uh, today, we are going to continue with some of the themes that we've been talking about in the last few weeks, which is looking at the negative trends and signs leading up to Jesus' return. So let's get right into it. Okay, so we are so happy to have you back with us for this episode. And which episode is this one? This is like 20, 20? I think. Yeah. 20. And this has been fun. Yeah. And but but you have extra sessions, it's, right? <coughs> it's okay. Me. Probably we shouldn't cut that one. <laughs> what? So you're sneezing. <laughs> That's pretty violent. It's the end times, guys. This is the end times. Okay, well, let's just... You have your, your Thursday theology. Yeah, so th it's part of that. I what, think... what have you been talking about? I know what you've been talking about, but I want you to tell them. <laughs> okay, Mike Fickle. Hi, <laughs> <Yeah>, Mike Fickle. Because <laughs> you always he always does that. I We've been talking about Song of Solomon and intimacy with God. So this is episode 20, but that includes the theology Thursday episodes. So. Which is cool because we always want to balance the message of the forerunner, the end times, with intimacy and how we touch people. Yeah. Always. Because I like the way that Mike Bickle puts it. It's always, it's not about the details of the plan itself. It's about the man behind the plan. It's yeah. about knowing Jesus, his heart, his motivation, what what really is his desire for us and why all of these things are necessary. And yeah. so if we don't encounter the man behind these events, behind the plan, then we are missing the point of all of yeah. it. So. And, and the message of the end times is a very important part of the gospel. Every, it's for every believer. And there's some people that God gives an emphasis to talk about that but it's not the diet of the body of christ i just wanted to throw that out yeah it's no, important. that's good it's an important um part of the gospel yeah if, if we are not talking about the gospel with the end as part of it then yeah. we're missing a massive thing but yes there's more than just the end of the story you have to have yes the, the content and the things in between so Let's uh, keep talking about, we're on now the negative signs and trends of the end times. And in the last episode, we were talking about some of the positive ones and we kind of were throwing them in at the end there because the episode was getting a little bit long. So we might just try to do some bullet points on these ones and, and fill in a little bit of context with them. But we want to look at, specifically in Matthew 24, and you can look at also the parallel passages with Mark 13, Luke 21, where Jesus gives a lot of detail related to signs leading up to his return and, and signs specifically related to the end of the age. Because the disciples ask that question specifically, what, when will all these things take place? Talking about the destruction of the temple. And then they say, and what will be the sign of your coming? Yeah and of the end of the age. And so um, Jesus gives us 12 negative trends, which are the beginning of sorrows or the beginning of birth pangs. And maybe you can just talk about what 
the birth pangs are, what the beginning of sorrows are? Well, we, it, it's again, we, God always gives space to the body of Christ for discernment, which is um, something that we can ask for and God will give it to us. And the way that we, what I'm about to say is because we have to have always these three elements. One, what the Bible says, all the New Testament. Two, what's going on in society. And number three, what we feel the Holy Spirit saying without violating those two others. Mm -hmm. So we believe, and when I say we, I'm talking about a lot of people that were thinking about this even before we were born, that the beginning of birth tanks started in 1948 mm -hmm. when Israel became Israel again, not Palestinian, but the Jewish people came back to the land. And in 1967, when they took over Jerusalem, mostly. Um, so, and, and that's a big part of the promises that God gave to Israel. And so some people even interpret that that was the, you know, that tree that was going to bloom, bloom the fig again. Tree. Yeah, bloom again. So many, many scholars believe that that was the restoration of Israel. And then... Or at so, least it's a really big sign that's pointing towards yeah. the beginning. Yeah, so we think that that trigger, either 1948 or 1967, because most of the times all the prophecies are related to Israel, mm -hmm. taking Jerusalem more than just Israel, the land. So probably 1967, but it, it doesn't matter. It's just this generation. We're in the same period of time mm -hmm. that all of these things start increasing the tension against the Jewish people. We still have people that survived the Holocaust and tells us how much disaster happened. And the Holy Spirit actually gave this past generation more than anything, anyone, uh, any other generation, the gift of documentaries. And the most documented thing ever was Second World War and the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And still people alive talking about these things and now anti-semitism is growing yeah so all of these things to say we believe that is related to israel the bird pangs and now how it's affecting the nations related to israel in the land and the word of god yeah so we feel that we are in the beginning of the bird pangs and i you know had we had our first uh child we nine had. months ago <laughs> yeah but it made sense to me after giving birth to our daughter why the Bible talks about the end times beginning with birth pangs. Because what happens is when you, when early labor starts, you know, okay, I, I've got to focus. I've got to prepare. This baby is coming basically. And I don't know when the baby's going to come exactly. I know that it's going to happen, you know, most likely within this next window of time. Could be a day, could be two days, whatever, but this baby is coming. And therefore, you start focusing your strength, your energy, all of that stuff to prepare for the labor that you're about to yeah. endure. And the beginning of birth pangs. We are in that season of time right now where we almost feel as if I'm to continue with the imagery, like contractions are happening in the earth where there's just moments of intensity, moments of, you know, shootings are happening or, or, um, natural disasters or different, uh, chaotic events. And we're going to look at that in a second. And it almost feels like it's a contraction where you're the whole world kind of like focuses in or hones in for a minute. And then there's relief for a time. 
and then the contraction comes again. And right now they're sporadic. They're not consistent. They're not that intense per se compared to what it will be as we get closer to the Lord's return. But we're in the birth pangs right now. And so... And I want to say something. When you had your first contraction, we were playing Catan. Yeah. So, Settlers of Catan. Yeah, with some friends. And she was like, oh, that, I, think that, I think that was a contraction. We were playing and, oh, it's again. But it was not painful as much as the next 20 hours. Yeah. So my point is we're we're in that bird pangs right now in the beginning and we many many Christians many of us we still playing the game of Christianity we shouldn't be playing but the you know it's we see all of the shootings and all of the stuff that we've been talking about and we think that we can still keep doing life as normal as usual but the more that we advance every year is going to get to a point where we're not going to be able to focus in life if we have the holy spirit just business as usual the holy spirit is going to help the church to cooperate and move forward and give birth to the new age yeah um so sometimes i feel like the birth pangs are for the earth right the bad things happening birth pangs are not for the news to suffer them it's for the church birth pangs is always related to the church so it's us giving birth to this new, the kingdom. So I just want to throw that out there, yeah. that is birth banks are, are not out there, it's us. We are going to start feeling it. And I was just reading this thing. I, I think it's um, pertinent for this. Yesterday, I was telling Gabe that I was reading Jeremiah 419. And Jeremiah 419 is the connection of the forerunner, which is Jeremiah, feeling the coming war of Babylon and now feeling it, he says, in the fibers of my heart, I have a crack, even a sound in my heart. And I'm deeply in pain because I've heard the trumpet and I've heard the, the sound of war. Yeah. So the birth pangs are for us right now, today, August 28, 2019, is for us to start asking the Holy Spirit to feel it. Mm -hmm. Because we've heard the sound of trumpet. We have to start feeling in, in our heart. And that's the purpose yeah. of bird pangs. If you start re reacting later on when you're like in labor in the end times, it's going to be too late. Yeah. I just want to say that. Yeah. So all of that leading up to the negative trends that we want to talk about. So there's 12 that Jesus gives uh, for this period of birth pangs in Matthew 24. And we'll probably just go through this list fairly quickly. But um, the first one that I want to talk about is deception. And this one is interesting because when the disciples ask Jesus the question, you know, what's going to be the sign of the temple being destroyed? What's going to be the sign of your coming? The first thing that Jesus says, and this is actually the thing that is emphasized the most in the end times, is a warning against deception. He says many are going to come in in Jesus' name. Many are going to come... Uh, with different doctrines, with different ideas, with things that will easily deceive people. And I like uh, the way that it's been talked to, told to us before about how, you know, we think of false Christs as coming with horns or being like very obviously evil or obviously, you know, just bad people. But the thing is, is 
deception, false prophets never really come like that. Usually it's the cool, uh, really persuasive, good arguments, really eloquent in speech, you know, able to be like good orators or, or, you know, create good arguments. It's those kinds of people that are easily deceiving others. And I just look at the social media uh, platforms right now and how easy it is to just be an influencer, you know, how easy it is to have an audience of people following you and you can be saying basically whatever and you'll be able to find people that agree with you. And um, I just think it's really interesting that Jesus talks about deception and about false Christ because in Luke 21, which is a parallel passage to this, he talks about how the end times, how the great tribulation, it's going to come like a snare or like a trap on the whole earth. And it's, it's not going to be easy to yeah. escape unless you're watching, unless you are perceptive to things that are happening. You are watching even your own heart for, you know, triggers or things that can bring you into bitterness, deception, all of those things. If you're not watching, it's going to be very easy yeah. to fall into the winds of doctrine that are blowing here and there and, um, it's dangerous and I just think that it's really interesting and it should alert us that this was the first thing that Jesus said when he responded yeah. to the disciples. No, I, it's great. And and I think oh, the way that we prepare for the deception is to get our foundation stronger. The biblical the, narrative. Yeah, the cross, the blood of Christ, salvation, yeah. justification, faith. All of these foundations are... Um, the most important things. Yeah. The next thing that we want to look at is wars, which would be the second one, and then rumors of wars. So wow. there is going to be um, just an increase of military and political conflict that will result in actual war. Yeah. Um, we believe, and this is going to sound really intense, but we believe really strongly because we see it in the Bible that there's going to be another world war. Um, we don't know when or what that's going to look like, but I mean, we even look at the seals in Revelation 6 and it's just clear and obvious that there is going to be uh, uh, wars that happen. But this is during the, the birth pangs and so just the military and political conflict that's happening. I mean, we're seeing it. it. The United States doesn't need to be in war for there to be wars happening in the earth. Yeah. I mean, in Venezuela right now, they've been in a massive uh, political upheaval in that country. Things are happening currently in Hong Kong, you know, and, and they're not violent, but there's just disturbances. And so wars and rumors of war and, and the rumors of war really are things that will stir fear and, and different, it'll have different implications in people because it could be, you know, financial loss, um, social upheaval, political things. I mean, if we're looking at the political landscape in America right now, things are wild and crazy. And a lot of people are saying that we're right now in a cultural civil war. Yeah. And I've heard it talked about that a lot of people are thinking that 
it may lead to an actual civil war. You know, I don't know what that means completely. I don't know what that looks like. You know, is that going to be the same as the civil war that, you know, happened in the 1800s? I don't know. But there is a lot of things happening right now in society that are causing um, a lot of unrest. And so that's a big one. Uh, the next one you want to talk Ethnic on? conflicts. Yeah. Wow. Um, I grew up knowing a little bit about uh, ethnic conflicts because in Mexico there are like 350 different ethnic groups. So there's a lot of racist statements and violence and uh, I was not prepared for black and white conflict and white and brown and all of this stuff that happens in America and in the world, right? And um, and this is a big subject. It's a big yeah. subject. It's happening, and the social, the media, social media is feeding uh, uh, out of like from this and created this language of hatred and all it's it's weird and it's so demonic and it's real and, and it was predicted <laughs> it was predicted but i believe that all of this is kindergarten compared to the ethnic conflict which is the gentiles against the jews and vice versa so this is just going to explode to another level and i believe that most of the wars and most of the hatred and even people taking the mark of the beast and making war against the Jewish people is going to be mostly related to their ethnicity. Yeah. And then, I mean, you watch this movie that Hitler created, which uh, was the Eternal Jew. Uh, it was like two hour long, horrible. And it's just this uh, sophisticated mathematical scientific argument to create hatred against the Jewish people. Terrible. Terrible. And, and it worked in Nazi Germany. Um, I think that we're going towards that globally. Yeah. And where we get ethnic conflict from is when in Matthew 24, it says uh, nation will rise against nation. That's verse seven. The Greek word for nation there is ethnos, which is where we get ethnic from. And so it's clear in the text that it's talking about racial division. And I mean, yeah, like you were saying, that is a huge topic because basically every day in the media right now, we're seeing things about that. So again, these are things that Jesus told us 2000 years ago would escalate to just gigantic proportions. And that's what we're seeing happen because there's always been ethnic conflict, but this is going to grow and be uh, very predominant in, in the end time narrative. Yeah. So the next one that we want to look at is kingdom against kingdom. And in this scenario, uh, a lot of what it's talking about is uh, economic warfare between different kingdoms. Um, you know, there's things that basically will affect different financial institutions, economic warfare. I'm not saying specifically that this is this example is part of it, but I, I mean, just to pull on current events, we're seeing you know, things happen between China and the United States. And China against the world right now, yeah. actually. And, and again, that's not, oh, that's a sign of the time. But I'm just saying it's that kind of thing that we're going to see increase yeah. and, and happen in, in a global level where there's going to be economic hostility between nations, between kingdoms. And 
that can really touch people's hearts and, um, and feelings of safety and provision in deep ways. Because if all of a sudden you don't feel safe, you don't feel provided for, and you don't have just basic protection, like, you know, food and, and housing that affects people in a very personal way. Um, and so just even the fear of economic downfall, the fear of economic warfare is massive. And that's something that we're going to see increase. Yeah, the, and then you have famines and both are connected. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I've seen it in the land in, in, in Mexico after the hurricane in, in Yucatan, in Cancun. And we saw it firsthand with friends and when there's a disaster or a war or some economic shift, there's famine in the land, which may, means that the basic instincts of our flesh come out in sin. And people start robbing stores and then people start getting guns and people start. So it's like survival mode because of the, the hunger and the principles of people show up. Yeah. Like all the placebos and all of the things that we put to stop oh, the flesh to come out are gone. It's like um it's like a, a corporate fast without the holy spirit and then the worst come out comes out and lawlessness abounding. Matthew yeah. 24:12 says. Yeah, it's 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 intense so we we see that uh, but again Yes, these are signs of the times, but it's going to come in a global level. Yeah. And um, yeah, we need to be ready for that. Interestingly enough, also we, this year in um, the Midwest and in Missouri, we had um, like a disproportionate amount of rain and flooding happening. And people are currently predicting that we're going to feel the effects of how much the flooding has Been impacting crops and farmers, but we're not going to feel that until three, two, and three and four years out from now. And some people are predicting, you know, food shortages and stuff like that. And again, that's that can be really terrifying to hear and think about. But then we always have to balance it with the supernatural provision of the Lord and and things that God has spoken even over you know, the church, and I'm not going to get into that right now, but famines and, and pestilences, we're going to see those things um, increase before the Lord returns, which pestilence, you know, there's biological <laughs> warfare. We're Let's just hit these next ones pretty fast. The earthquakes happening. Loss everywhere. of life. Yeah. yeah crazy. Commotions. Um, this is one that Luke adds that there's going to just be chaotic events in society and in creation, which I believe we're already seeing right now. Um, Fearful sights, so things happening that just strike fear in our hearts that cause people to just respond with fear. I mean, the amount of times that I've heard uh, in the news about how people are saying like, you know, I, I can't even go to the grocery store now or I can't do normal life without feeling fearful that uh, there might be a shooting or there might be something that, you know, an act of terror that takes place. Uh, that's real for a lot of people right yeah. now. And again, that might be specific to America, but I don't think so. I think there's things happening in every country that you just 
aren't you can't almost be sure of what would happen yeah. in that day and that causes a lot of people to live yeah. in fear most people are living with ptsd right now um yeah. in many countries yeah because of an increase of violence and and yeah, yeah all of that and then the last two, um, there's going to be great signs in the heavens. So things related to the weather, things related to, I mean, sun, moon, and stars. And then at the same time, there's going to be perplexity at the roaring of the sea. That's something that Luke adds. And I think we're hearing whispers of things of, of how... Um, you know, people talk about, you know, uh, water levels rising in the sea. And a lot of people are talking about how that's tied to global warming. And I mentioned in a previous podcast how global warming is, is real, absolutely. And yet I think at the same time, it's a response of the earth related to this sin that is just piling up. And so as lawlessness abounds, we're going to see creation respond and react in ways that will cause a lot of perplexity, a lot of disturbance. And, um, and I, th I think it's only going to increase until what we see Isaiah says is that the earth is just reeling like a drunk man under the weight of sin and darkness. And so... There you have them. That's the 12 negative trends. There's more that we're going to talk about probably in future episodes because I want to focus specifically on things that are going to be happening um, in the nations and in Israel and, you know, some more um, details on those. But I encourage you guys, you have that list of 12. You have Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Go look at those passages and, and study them for yourselves. And study could mean just take your pen and some paper and journal about the verses to, to be more watchful, to be alert and aware of the things that are happening. And yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.